Inside Lens Health. Better health begins here. Our commitment to your health is our top priority, and customer satisfaction is our primary focus. That's why we're proud to present our podcast series, Better Health Radio, brought to you by Tidelands Health. Here's Bill Klaproth. So what is sudden cardiac arrest, and how is it different from a heart attack, and how do you know if you're at risk? Here to talk with us about sudden cardiac arrest is Dr. Michael Malinix, a physician with Tidelands Health Heart and Vascular Specialists. Dr. Malinix, thank you so much for your time. So what is sudden cardiac arrest? Uh, Sudden cardiac arrest is a condition when the heart suddenly and unexpectedly stops beating. Uh, It's more of an electrical phenomena in the heart causing it to stop uh, pumping or beating, uh, and patients would basically collapse in this situation. So do we know what causes this? Um, There's a lot of uh, reasons to have sudden sudden cardiac arrest. Uh, The most common is uh, coronary artery disease. That's ischemic heart disease. If you've had a prior heart attack, you're at high risk. Uh, there are also inherited disorders that some people are uh, born with a propensity for a sudden cardiac death or arrest, and these are usually younger patients, uh, but they can occur in older patients as well. So how is sudden cardiac arrest different than from a heart attack? Well, a heart attack is, uh, well, I like to think of it, the electricity versus the plumbing. The uh, heart attack is the uh, plumbing of the heart. Uh, with a heart attack, uh, the heart uh, stops receiving blood flow because of a blockage in the coronary artery, and your heart usually doesn't stop beating when that occurs. Um, sudden cardiac sudden cardiac arrest can occur during a heart attack, but more most often people are awake, they're having chest pain, uh, shortness of breath, other symptoms of the heart attack, uh, versus the arrhythmia, which is the electrical system in the heart. And the heart is beating too rapidly, and the, and the, the, the ventricle is fibrillating. And when that occurs, the uh, heart basically stops pumping blood to the body. Uh, so you're not getting any blood flow or cardiac output to the brain, to the organs. You would collapse uh, and go into what we call cardiac arrest. Dr. Malenix, let's zero in a little bit on this. Are there symptoms that occur before this happens? A lot of times, no. Um, sometimes it can occur suddenly. Patients with a prior heart attack with a reduced uh, a number we use as an ejection fraction of their left ventricle if their heart function is reduced and their left ventricular ejection fraction is below 35%, that places you at higher risk. So you could be going about your normal activities feeling completely fine and then suddenly uh, you go into ventricular fibrillation and develop this electrical phenomena that causes the cardiac arrest. On the other hand, some patients can feel palpitations, their heart is uh, uh, flipping, flopping, racing, could be irregular. Um, you may feel short of breath, nauseated. Um, but a lot of times, in most cases, it, it occurs suddenly uh, when you least least uh, expect it. Dr. Malenix, I feel like we don't hear about this often. How common is this? It's actually very, uh, it's very common. And, and, and the statistics are uh, people die from this, uh, and, and that's the problem. Your heart's not beating. So if you have a cardiac arrest in an area where you don't have an AED, uh, automated uh, external defibrillator, like we see them all in airports and malls, and they're in schools now, high schools have them, uh, where you put an electrical patch on the chest and deliver a life-saving shock, uh, 35,000 deaths per year occur due to sudden cardiac arrest. So the numbers are, are pretty high. So when it comes to prevention, are there ways to reduce someone's risk? Well, 
see a doctor, be evaluated. Uh, if you have known ischemic heart disease, um, meaning you've had a heart attack, know what your ejection fraction number is. If it's 35% or less, what we're doing for patients now, uh, we call it, uh, we call it primary prevention. Patients will get a defibrillator, which is in a, a small device implanted underneath the skin, uh, putting leads into the heart. And, uh, it's like a pacemaker, a little bit larger, uh, has a capacitor, a battery, and this can li- deliver a life-saving shock if your heart suddenly fibrillates. Um, and this is what we do to, uh, to treat the disease. Um, other treatments are prevention, uh, primary, you know, primary prevention, prevent, prevent the heart attack in the first place. In other words, uh, reduce risk factors. If you have high blood pressure, keep it under good control, high cholesterol, keep your numbers down. You may need to be on a statin, know what your family history is, if, especially with inherited disorders. Um, inherited disorders are uh, conditions called lung QT syndrome. Uh, which is electrical phenomena in the heart, and this usually runs in families and can lead to sudden cardiac arrest. Uh, another condition with cardiac arrest is a hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which uh, it, currently in some schools people are getting uh, screened for this. And I'm happy to say say that Tideland's Health has partnered with MUSC to bring up a pediatric cardiologist to the schools in Georgetown County, and uh, any athletes will be screened prior to participating in sports and this is for the um the the younger generation that's at risk you've heard of, you've heard stories where you know they're 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 practicing football and suddenly somebody drops and you know they have to do CPR they have to do a shock to bring bring the uh bring the uh person back to life and uh at a lot, a lot of times it's due to these hereditary disorders hypertrophic cardiomyopathy long QT syndrome um and these are treatable disorders um well, it's good they're testing for those things. So you mentioned know your numbers, which is always good. You talked about the ejection fraction number. When you go in for a physical, do they test for that normally, or do you have to ask for that? Uh, that would normally you'd have to ask for that. Uh, if you're otherwise healthy, you're going for your general practitioner, primary care physician. Um, they generally don't do an ejection fraction measurement unless you have an abnormal EKG. Um, you're having symptoms of heart disease, chest pain, shortness of breath, et cetera. And then at that point, you're usually referred to a cardiologist who special, specializes in heart disease, like myself, and that and that process would ensue where we do an, an ultrasound of the heart. That would be an echocardiogram to look at heart function. We would uh, possibly do a stress test based on your symptoms uh, to see if there are any blockages uh, in the cardio- coronary arteries that may may need to be treated. So you mentioned earlier uh, some of the different conditions that can be treated, and you mentioned medication. So if somebody is found to have one of these conditions through medication, you can treat it? Uh, if you've had a cardiac arrest and you survive it, you're lucky enough to survive somebody's around who knows CPR. And I do recommend for all listeners that you need to learn CPR. It's being taught in the schools, and you never know when you know, you'd be called into action and, and one of your loved ones could collapse. So CPR, uh, getting early defibrillation, so an AED would be uh, appropriate, which is the automatic external defibrillators that the EMS uh, um, uh, services are carrying. Or, you know, if they're if you're in an area where they have one in a school, a gym, uh, airport, uh, the layman could place the defibrillator on the patient and it talks you through it. They actually talk to you tell you what to do, tell you when to step back. It tells you when it's delivering a shock. Um, so if you survive this cardiac arrest, really the best treatment uh, 
is a, an implantable defibrillator, as I discussed. Um, medication uh, was tested against defibrillators, and the medication that was used, it's, some people may know it, it's called amiodarone. And this study was done uh, several years back, and um, the defibrillator won out uh, hands down against uh, medical therapy. Um, so we really are moving towards um, uh, using defibrillators in the primary uh, arrest patients and secondary uh, prevention as well. Well, that's really good to know. Dr. Malinix, is there anything else we should know about sudden cardiac arrest? Um, I think it's very important that uh, the public is aware of the uh, disorder, uh, aware that it runs in families. Uh, if you have had a heart attack, know your ejection fraction. And above all, I believe everyone, everyone should learn as a, uh, a citizen, <laughs> being a solid citizen in the United States, is to learn CPR so that you could save a life. Well, that's really good advice and information. Dr. Malenix, thank you so much for your time today. For more information about Tidelands Health physicians, services, and facilities, visit TidelandsHealth.org. That's TidelandsHealth.org. This is Better Health Radio. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.